Welcome back in. Brady Farkas show here on this Friday, WDEV, AM and FM, WDEVradio.com. We're deviating from our, well, baseball and football talk and basketball talk to get to what I'm calling the return of Mr. Racing. We had Mr. Hockey earlier this week as I was talking about Patrice Bergeron. Now I'm Mr. Racing. Yeah. And let's talk about Thunder Road last night, the Governor's Cup, Scott Dragon with a nice win there and a uh, kind of a rain-soaked evening. But uh, our guy Nick Mumley was on the call here for WDEV and Nick's with us now. Nick, how are you? Not too bad, Brady. How are you doing? I'm doing well as well. Appreciate you being with us. We'll talk about last night in a second, but I kind of want your opinion on last week first. You have been going to the track for years, and you know what every single Thursday means to the track. What did last Thursday mean, being back after the events of you know, of, of two weeks ago in the flooding, specifically in the Barry community? What did it mean last week to be back? Well, I mean, the only way to describe it would be bittersweet, right? Because all season long, since January, we've been sitting there looking forward to the 20th of July. And that's been the date circled on everybody's calendar. You know, that was the night SRX was coming. That was the night ESPN was coming. And we find out a week in advance, it's not happening. It will happen next year. So there's there's blue skies ahead. But... It was just a kick in the gut for everybody who had worked so hard to to promote this race. You know, I, Thunder Road had been promoting it, selling tickets. They had to then say, "Yeah, we're not doing it anymore," and send the tickets back. I had interviews. I had an interview with Tony Stewart and an interview with the CEO of SRX that are now worthless because SRX isn't coming, and I didn't put them out in time. So just stuff like that makes your heart hurt, right? But then. You go, you, you you look back at what we did see on Thursday, which was a coming together of the Central Vermont community um, with our crown jewel, right? And, you know, Thunder Road is the gathering place for so many people, uh, especially working class people in, in Barry, Montpelier, Waterbury, the, the whole area. area. Um, and, and so to see a packed house, to see so many first responders there on a night that was kind of created out, out of sheer panic with no event all of a sudden with a week in advance you know it it was a tremendous night and thunder road did a great job the fans showed out for it and the only way leaving that i could could describe what was a bittersweet day entering was you know this was the beginning of the healing process for this community Nick Mumley with us here in the Brady Farkas Show, WDEV AM and FM, WDEVradio.com. WDEV Racing Analyst and Broadcaster, also the host of the Inside Groove Podcast, which you can find on Apple Podcasts and on uh, on Spotify. All right, let's transition to what we saw last night and what we heard on WDEV, and that was the Governor's Cup, 44th Governor's Cup, Scott Dragon with a win, and uh, your, your impressions of the race overall, because it was a good win for Dragon. It was, and this was a great battle. Um, it, it was kind of a different race than we've seen all season, because most of the time when you race Thunder Road, anybody who's gone to Thunder Road, the cars love to be right on the white line around the inside of the racetrack, fastest way around, right, all of that. But last night, the high line was the place to be. Everybody kind of had to adapt to that, and uh, it made for some great racing. Marcel Gravel and Scott Dragon put on a battle for the ages. Scott told me in victory lane, he's like, this is one that I personally am going to remember for the rest of my life just because of how good of a race it was. Um, and the battle that he and Gravel had. And Scott Dragon, this is far from his first big win at Thunder Road. He's a two-time king of the road. He's won the Governor's Cup before. 
Uh, he's won just about everything, I think, except for the Milk Bowl uh, in his career. So, you know, this is not his first big win, but it was a very memorable one for him. Governor Phil Scott not being at the Governor's Cup. We understand why he had to stand yep. in. Bobby Therrien uh, drove for him. But Governor's Cup without the governor feels a little anticlimactic. It was weird. It was very weird because, um, and I'll tell you, when they bring down, when, when they brought down Scott Dragon for Victory Lane um, last night, they only had the one car. And that's weird because, once again, anybody who's been to Thunder Road knows that the top three drivers go to Victory Lane at the finish. And I'm like, where is second and third? And I forgot that for Governor's Cup, the tradition is they have the Governor Park in the third place spot. They have the NASCAR driver who's there, which would have been Daniel Suarez before the flooding. Um park in the second place spot and the NASCAR driver and the governor present the trophy. <laughs> and so that kind of messed me up a little bit because only dragon was there. Um, and it was definitely weird without Phil Scott uh, being there. Cause I mean, going back, I mean, Jim Douglas and Peter Shumlin and, and all of those guys were always there for governor's cup. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think Phil gets a pass for missing this one yes, for sure. Of course. Um, but it was definitely a little weird for sure. Jason Corliss uh, came out and uh, finished third in this race. And I hesitate to say he's moved on from Thunder Road. He still appears at Thunder Road. And it's still very much part of what's made him the driver that he is. But kind of give us an update on Jason Corliss and how he's doing as he's expanded to a, a bigger ACT role. Well, Jason Corliss running most ACT races this year. They've missed a couple so far. Um, they're having a good season over there, but one, uh, you know, as it usually is for him, his best success comes at Thunder Road. You know, they won the season opener on, yes. on uh, opening day, Community Bank 150. They had a strong car last night, um, but I was talking t- with him after the race, and he said, you know, we're just a little bit tight, couldn't quite get up to get with Gravel and Dragon and fight for the lead. Um, said thought they had a fourth place car and they finished third, so he would take that. <laughs> How are we looking in the uh, the battle for the king of the road? I think what Stephen Donahue was in the lead going into last night. Where are we at coming out of last night? Well, as we as we record this, points are not updated just yet. I'm sure by the time uh, by you know Tuesday or well, it's th- it's Friday, so I'm sure by <laughs> Saturday <laughs> um, the the points will be updated. But um, it's going to be a shakeup for sure because. Uh, Nick Sweet and Chris Pelkey both, uh, I think that Sweet finished fifth and Pelkey finished sixth. Stephen Donahue was right up there with him. He's the points leader. He was the points leader. I don't know if he'll still be uh, because while he was battling with them for position, about the midway point in the race, he smacked the Widowmaker coming off a of turn four. Um, that car was not the same after that. I think he ended up finishing uh, 15th or 16th on the night. So not a good night for the points leader. Um, it's definitely going to tighten the gap. If not, uh, that, that's what Donahue's going to hope for. Uh, but there's also a chance when everything comes out and all the math gets done, uh, that Nick Sweet or Chris Pelkey is uh, out in front of the championship standings. So it's, you know, it's been very tight. Yeah. You know, I know he didn't win and he did finish in the top 10. I continue mm-hmm. to be amazed at what Caden Fisher does. He has won a race here on the Thursday program this year. Again, he finished eighth last night he's like 15 years old like he doesn't even have a driver's license yet and here he is out finishing top 10 and winning races at thunder road man i I just continue to be impressed by this and he continues to impress all of us brady um (laughs) you're not alone there um i mean the stats are there for caden fisher in the late model career so far this is the best uh you know 
yes, he's the youngest winner in the street stocks. He's the youngest champion in the street stocks. Youngest winner in the Flying Tigers. Had a great deal of success there. But he's been by far the most impressive in the late models so far. Um, I mean, his first start, he got a top 10. His second start was the Milk Bowl. Biggest race you can you can enter um, when it comes to Vermont short track racing. And he qualified third and he finished sixth when a lot of people coming in were like, yeah, if Caden Fisher makes this race, it would be it would be pretty good for him. He almost won the thing. Um, and, and then fast forward to this year, seventh career start. He's in victory lane. Um, he entered last night fifth in the point standings. I mean, just incredible stuff that uh, that you really don't see um at all uh, when it comes to young rookie drivers at thunder road i mean they usually struggle we've caden is just one of five people uh to have won a, a race in their rookie season in the late model since 2011 and for him to not only have won a race but be also right up there every single week and be a serious contender at this point for a championship it's pretty impressive pretty amazing you know it's interesting i You've probably spoken to him. I haven't. I'll get you out of here on this. I'm just kind of playing the speculation game in my head. Like, where exactly, when you're this good, this young, like, where exactly do you go next? I mean, he could, you know, he could base his whole college decision about wanting to stay close to home and, and be and be able to race at Thunder Road. He could dominate at Thunder Road for the next 40 years if he wanted to, or there's clearly, you know, as Jason Corliss has shown us and others, that there's other steps here on the rung of this ladder. Like, What's the trajectory for someone who's this good, this young? Well, I think he's probably got, I, I would say he'll, he'll race late models at Thunder Road probably for another year, maybe two, um, I, I would imagine. And it, this is without, he's, he's told me he wants to move up, but he has no idea when and where he's going to cross that bridge when it gets there. Because yep. a lot of that bridge, Brady, is money. It's yes. not like baseball where, you know, Owen Kellington can, pitch really well um, for the Pirates single-A team and be up on double-A next week. It's like if o Owen Kellington pitched really well, yeah, you can go up if you give us a thousand, uh, a million-dollar check, right? Yeah. That's that's the way the racing ladder system works. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that happens. you got to hope that those breaks fall for him financially to where they can afford to go up. Um, because I, I think he's got the talent to make a push um, down south in the NASCAR ranks. Um, next up for him, I would assume, would be super late models. Um, the Pro All-Star Series runs around here, but there's a lot of pro late model of super late model racing um, down in the south. That's really big. That's a really good way to get your name out there and kind of get on the map of the NASCAR teams. And then it goes to nascar arca series and uh trucks which are like single a and double a um mm -hmm. equivalents of racing uh and that's where the big money starts playing that's where you know there's going to be a lot there has to be a lot of zeros at the end of that number for you to get into one of those seats no matter how talented you are um and then after that it's xfinity and cup but i, I think if caden fisher can get himself into uh into if he can get his foot into the door and you know down south with arca and trucks i think he can do just fine for himself um but obviously this is all speculation and it's very it's far down the line so right now we're enjoying him while we're having it while we have him and we're hopeful that he can become uh, a, a a threat down south here and represent our state in the future Pretty amazing stuff right there. Pretty amazing night last night at Thunder Road. You heard it here on WDEV. Our guy Nick Mumley on the call is always usually paired with Greg Titus as well. They do a great job, and Greg's running the board for me right now on the other side of the glass. So, Nick, man, we appreciate it, and we'll catch up down the road.
Sounds good. Thanks for having me.